Welcome everyone to the Cocky Cockpit Podcast, where you'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, these fuckers. <laughs> yeah, this is episode 28 of the Cocky Cockpit Podcast, and uh, we're live from the servers of twitch.tv and youtube.com. I'm your host from the outpost, David Firstcorn, this week being joined by the man who I was once but his learner, but now I am the master, Ken Hall. Uh, just gonna bow. Oh, okay, I was gonna say that the audio, the audio version is great for the MP3. But he's just fucking bowing. <laughs> anyway, and the man who can literally say, "Luke, I am your father," Cody Duncan. Thank you so much for joining me, Cody. How's it going, everybody? <laughs> so, guys, what the what the fuck's up? What's going on in your life right now? Well, well, like he was saying, uh, I can literally say, "Luke, you're I am your father," because uh, my son's name is Luke. He's causing a whole bunch of pain and suffering and uh, eventually I'm going to teach him this. <laughs> right here, this. <laughs> suffering. <laughs> Man, oh, it? shit. Uh, <laughs> and you've actually, like, decked out his whole fucking room all Star Wars from what I understand. Oh, yeah, dude. He, he's got the, like, the BB-9E with the, uh, the little black uh, BB-9 droid. He's oh, got whoa, whoa, Star whoa. Wars Why you got to bring color into this? Man, it's always got to be the black one. I got him! Great kids! <laughs> Don't get cocky! But, uh, awesome. Thank yeah. you so much, Mel, for the follow. <laughs> Anytime. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, he's got everything. I actually 3D printed him up a little Yoda head, too. Oh, shit. You, you did it yourself? Yeah, yeah. In that class that I was taking, I got to get my hands on a 3D printer and found a uh, maker file for Yoda and made him up a little green Yoda head. Nice. That's fucking awesome, man. Uh, Ken, oh, yeah. what's what's new with you, man? I don't know much. Uh, working, uh, getting ready for solo here next month. Got the Sabat card game that we're going to be trying soon. Yeah, dude, Can't tell me wait. more about that. Like, where where'd you pick that up at? I picked it up at the Stop of Games. Oh, the Stop of Games. I'm all familiar Stop. with the Stop of Games. You should be, yes. So, uh, <laughs> nah, they How ordered it? it in for me. Uh, it was 20... I think it was twenty five, but it's on sale with the uh, board games this week. Right? Yeah, I got it for like. I got. I also got myself a my hands on a Star Wars card game this week. I got a game called Star Wars. I've got a bad feeling about this, and it's um, so me, Cody, and Mel. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, me, Cody, and Mel. We're all familiar with playing a game called Quelph, where basically you have to do like like dumb, silly things like to stay in the game kind of deal. And it's like that where basically you you shuffle up this uh, deck of cards um, where you got to draw. And it's almost like Uno in the sense of like you want to, you know, use cards to manipulate other people's hands and stuff like that. And then every now and then uh, a no, like no, like Darth Vader, no, uh, card will appear. And the only way to uh, stay in the game is if you play like a blue card called Escape. And by doing okay. that, you put that no card back on top of the deck and means, like, the next player who's going to draw that card has a potentially a chance of being eliminated out of the game. So they want to, like, try to counteract that card somehow. But by playing that escape card, there's usually, like, a, a special role added to the game to where, like, you might have to talk as Yoda for the rest of the game. Or you can't <laughs> bend your arms like C-3PO or, like, a bunch of, like, fun little things. So I've uh, I've also been playing. Uh, me, and, me and Nicole played a round of it just kind of get a, a feel for it. And it's, it's pretty cool. It's definitely going to be one of those games that... Uh, 
due to the uh, you know the more people you get into the into the actual game of it, it's going to become more fun. So we could play up to like eight players. So yeah, Ken, we'll definitely uh, we'll definitely play some Sabak on the on the show. Uh, you know, thank uh, as you can see down there in our top donation. Thank you again to Steve Kirk for the twenty dollar donation. He uh, he allowed us to hit our goal for the Skycam here in the studio. So um, right above me here, uh, we now have a Skycam set up. So if we play any board games or stuff like that, we'll be able to shoot down and be able to see all the all the stuff going down on on the table. So uh, plenty cool. of cool shit like uh, for that planned out. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, about it for me. I mean, uh, I mean, what's, uh, before we even get into the show, cause there's been a lot of awesome news. If you are a fan of the star Wars animated series, um, coming up, but before we do, let's talk about everyone who let's talk to take a moment to talk to everyone who's checking us out for the very first time. Uh, Guys, if you're just checking us out for the very first time, let me start by saying thank you. We are the Cocky Cockpit. We're a group of content creators from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, who like to keep our head in the cockpit and make Star Wars comedy videos, podcasts, and live streams just like this one, the Cocky Cockpit Podcast, where each week's topics are as random as a blaster, but intended for a more civilized age. So if you like that, guys, we want you to become a member of the scum. Hit that follow and subscribe button. And if you are listening, uh, if you've already become a subscriber and become that part of that scum. We'd really appreciate it if you could help support the show. There's many different ways you guys can do so. You can either, uh, if you're listening to us on MP3 via iTunes, Stitcher, or, Tw- uh, or SoundCloud, make sure to leave us an awesome review. If you're watching us on Facebook or YouTube, make sure you guys go ahead and just drop us a like. And if you guys are watching us live like you can every Saturday night at 8 p.m. or in this special occasion for scheduling reasons at 9 p.m., uh, another reason why you should subscribe so you're aware of all the changes. Uh, we want you guys to become part of the show. Uh, that's easy enough to do so. We just want to see your thoughts, comments, questions, and concerns for each topic um, as we discuss it so we can highlight you and make you part of the show as well. Um, besides that, well, we have a few um, sponsors we're going to be covering here but uh, for this show. But we'll get into that here shortly. Guys. I mean, Ken, I I know yeah. you are fucking ecstatic about this. StarWars.com announced earlier this week that Dave Filoni is picking up a brand new animated series for Absolutely. the Star Wars franchise called Star Wars Resistance. Do you want to tell us a little more about that? Yeah, so, uh, you know, just based off of what they uh, posted here, it is a... New animated series, like you said, Dave Filoni, who might as well be Star Wars God at this Again, point. Pittsburgh homeboy. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I mean, he knows what he's doing when it comes to animated stuff. So, uh, Clone Wars was phenomenal. Rebels, um, while I wasn't on board with it at first, just, you know, became phenomenal. Um, so, this, this looks good. You know, I, I like the bright blue logo. Um, I like the uh, the gold gold fighter resistance and in, in gold lettering looks real good. Um, so the, the pretty much what it is the breakdown uh, resistance. Uh, you follow a young pilot. His name is Kazuda Ziona. Uh, don't know how accurate that's going to be as far as the final saying, um, but it, um, this particular young pilot is tasked with spying on the growing threat that is the. First order. Um, 
So it takes place before The Force Awakens. Uh, you know, they've got that 30-year time span uh, that they've really played around with a, just a little bit as far as telling uh, the story. Um, some of the some of the side characters uh, that'll be featured in it: BB-8, uh, Poe Dameron, Captain Phasma. Uh, both of those characters being voiced by their actors, Oscar Isaac, Gwendolyn Christie. Uh, so that's that's pretty awesome. Um, some of the other voice actors that they got, uh, Christopher Sean, um, he has a role in, in uh, the daytime show uh, Days of Our Lives. Uh, Scott Lawrence from Legion. Um, Sir Donald Fiazon from Scrubs. Uh, You're a scrub. Bobby, ne yeah, Bobby Manaham uh, from uh, Ducktales. Um, I'm with uh, you know some other people: <laughs> Susie McGrath, Scott Lawrence, uh, Jim Rosh. Um, so just a number yeah. of different voice actors. They, so for sure, they definitely have quite a large uh, cast for this. But I think that. Yeah. You, first off, first off, just to touch on, uh, I noticed you were really touching hard on like the logo and stuff like that. Yeah. I was. I think it looks surprised. It looks good. Yeah. It looks. Uh, yeah. The thing I'm really surprised at is the look of that X-wing fighter. Uh, so how that's going to be implemented, and maybe we can see how the X-wing would uh, becomes the the new X-wing with the T70, or is that the what the the new ones called the? I, I can't remember the class of the X-wing. But I know Pose is the T-70, which, you know, is what he flies around in the new movies. So, I mean, it could be. It could be, like, the, uh, maybe it's a T-69 uh, class because uh, Luke had, what, what T-69? Say it. T-69. Stay cocky. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, no. I mean, the, the X-Wing looks cool and everything. Um I know that Dave Filoni, part of his uh, whole concept with this show, um, his idea for the series came uh, from his interest in World War II aircraft and, and fighter pilots. Um, his grandfather and uncle flew and restored planes from that era. Um, Filoni also was quoted in saying that, um, you know, there's a long history of high-speed racing in Star Wars and that they think that they've captured that sense of excitement in an anime style or in anime-inspired style, uh, which is something that the entire team has wanted to do before. So I, I think that's really cool that while we haven't seen any animation from it, uh, they kind of hint at where, where they're leaning towards as far as uh, which way they want to go with it. Sounds interesting. I mean, I, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, especially what you're saying about the whole art style. They're saying they're kind of aiming for a more Japanese uh, anime art style, which obviously, yeah. you know, if you follow Dave Filoni, you know that he's the whole creator and stuff like that of the uh, Avatar The Last Airbender, which, you know, right. even though it's an American, American, American um, anime, it's still highly regarded as a really great, um, animation cartoon, you know, with the style of an anime. So a lot of people consider, you know, even though it is an Americanized uh, animation cartoon, a lot of people still consider anime uh, just because of the style that they, they hit on and uh, keep true to that. What's going to be interesting is uh, well, we have seen a Star Wars anime. Now, granted, it was um, the, the one I'm talking about in particular was the Clone Wars movie? X, 
No, I, well, I was there. There is that, um, but I, right. in, in particular, I was gonna say like perhaps that fan film of the X-wing pilots who were like all geared up, and it was just like a two-minute clip of like X-wing pilots and Tie fighter pilots like flying around and blowing shit up, and it looked fucking awesome. It was like <laughs> to like kick ass like rock and roll like hard guitar riffs and shit like that. Um, yeah, I remember saying if that. they kind of go in that direction, I don't think they will because that it seemed a little more. Uh, I think that's a little sure. heavy. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's yeah, a little heavy. A little heavy for sure, but it's just interesting to see where they could possibly go with this. No, I, I mean, I know that the, the, you know, of course, Dave Filoni is the creator of the series. Um, you know, he did Rebels. He did uh, Clone Wars, like you said, Air, uh, Last Airbender before that. Um, executive produced, you know, um, Justin Ridge and uh, Athena uh, Pertillo, who worked with uh, Filoni on Rebels. Um, something interesting, though, that I found out, um, Brandon Allman um, is also an executive producer on this, and he came actually from the uh, Nickelodeon Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle series. Um, Which I, I that, believe was pretty highly regarded. Very much so. So animation was real tight on that, and um, it just wrapped up not too long ago, so they're getting ready to go into something new now. Um, and then the art direction, of course, is uh, Amy Beth, uh, who she's uh, been tied with Rebels and in Clone Wars since the beginning as well. So um, they got the team. They got the team together. Uh, maybe a little bit of an influence from Brandon, but uh, I think he's, um, you know, like I said, the, the that Nickelodeon Turtles was was pretty awesome. So for the all the shorter the, of a run that the, that it had. So so. Cody, I know you were in particular, you're not as uh, big as of a of diehard Star Wars guy as, say, me or Ken are, to where you don't, you know, like, you go, you see all the new movies and stuff, like, as soon as you can, but you're not, like, hardcore into the, like, you know, checking out the animated cartoons, such as, like, the Clone Wars or Rebels or anything like that. Um, I've actually is there anything... watched the Clone Wars and a little bit of Rebels. Oh, have you? Okay. What have, yeah. uh, what's really standed out to you that you really, really like from Rebels? Because I, I, I don't think me and you have ever discussed, like, any of the... I just watched a few episodes. I really like the art and so far just the little bit of storyline that's been hinted at. Um, it seems like they, Disney has really gotten into a way of broadening out the universe rather than, you know, the books that they've published. You know, I've read a lot of the now non-canon books and those were a great source of information and joy for me. And Disney started to do that with these animated series, which I kind of enjoy, actually. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, now, so I guess we can move into the actual big picture discussion of this. I mean, uh, of course, mm -hmm. this is this is fucking awesome news, and it's really, really Absolutely. good to see that Dave Filoni isn't just sitting on the sideline, you know, twiddling his thumbs. So they're actually putting him to work again. Um, you know, in a way, I'm kind of sad to see that, and I'm sure he will be an executive producer of some sort on the actual live action television shows. But I'd like to see uh, – it's good to see that he is still working hard on uh, on this whole animated side of the things. So the biggest question of this is what do we want from this? Like if we if we were in the director's board and, uh, you know, the writer's board for these films, what would we would want to write in to show um, – you know, viewers of the show. What, what's something that you would, you guys would want to see? Well, I mean, it's it's set to take place in that thirty year gap. Uh, so, um, 
I'm really hoping they touch on that backstory to the First Order. Um, I know a lot of fans were pretty upset with Last Jedi. Yeah, and for sure. I, touching, I think. I think. I you think know, for sure they didn't the, touch the, base uh, on it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. They they glazed over so much. I mean, from Snoke's backstory to you know all these little hints that uh, that I noticed throughout this story. I mean, one of the first times we see Luke in the Last Jedi, other than you know flinging the lightsaber over his shoulder, is there's a red kyber crystal hanging in his hut, and I'm like, you didn't touch on that at all. Seriously? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean, the, let's just start with the the big first order thing, right? That's something obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, we're finally covering in that 30-year gap. And, I mean, even if it is just a, a minor, hey, here's the, the spark of the resistance and stuff, it's going to be interesting, and I would be very upset if they don't kind of cover how the First Order came to such power and wealth. Um, almost, you know, what we, we, you know, me and Cole talk about pretty often is it seems like they have an infinite amount of resources and and wealth to where they can build star destroyers that are you know 30 30 times the size of a super star destroyer and stuff like that or build the fucking uh star killer base which is a fucking super weapon sized planet like where are they getting these resources i'd love to kind of see them kind of touch back on that and if they don't i think it's going to be uh one of the biggest flops that they have again to be able to touch back and kind of cover this timeline what do you guys think just knowing that part of the plot is the fact that you're following a young pilot uh, who is tasked with spying on the growing threat of the First Order. I mean, they have to touch base on it. They they have to. They absolutely have to touch base on on where they're getting their power, their wealth. Um, you know, Oscar Isaac is supposed to be in it. Gwendolyn Christie, um, those two characters, Poe Dameron, Captain Phasma. Um, I'd like. I can't wait to see some more stories from those two characters. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Especially, uh, I mean, I you, you touch you touch you touch base on um, Poe's character. I mean, I feel like Poe's mm-hmm. backstory has been pretty well fleshed out um, because I'm kind of pretty pretty current with the comics and stuff like that. Comics, uh, and then but, on top of that, the books. Yeah, like he, he's been. Yeah, he's kind of been fleshed out as far as where he comes from. But there is there is a gap in time where you don't hear much about him as far as. And, and I think this might help tell some of those small stories. I don't think he's going to have a prominent role. Um, so, but I think we're going to get some filler stories from him. So that way, you know, his story is going to be completely fleshed out by the time they're done. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I know we, ca- of course, you know, touched bra- base on Gwendolyn Christie, of course, playing Captain Phasma. Now, granted, I've never read the Phasma novel. I know, Ken, you're a lot more, more deep into the novels than I am. I've actually not I, touched her novel yet. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so that's one thing I, I really do want to dive in her backstory a little more and really get mm-hmm. to see this character fleshed out a lot because it was one of the characters that they built up like to be, a you know, quote-unquote, this big badass character like Boba Fett that, you know, they got kick-ass armor and you're supposed to be, you know, the, one of the higher ranks in the First Order, and we got nothing out of her. And I think we can all agree that it's probably right. one of the biggest flops from the last two films that we've gotten with her is they've just completely underutilized her um, yeah. to a frustrating degree. I just yeah. want to make one point as far as the comparison of Boba Fett to Captain Phasma. Honestly, Boba Fett was a character that only had a few lines in the movie and pretty much died a shitty death like she did. So... 
I mean, her character's kind of based around a lore, a legend that's that's really not canon anymore. So, and so, I think she's. I think her character is gonna. I, I, I want to see her character fleshed out more, definitely. Um, For sure. I mean, you know, we like all can't I need be to read the Boba book, Fett. But. We all can't be fucking Boba Fett and be appeared in, in the fucking uh, Star Wars Christmas special for the first time. Oh, and then sell a ton of fucking <laughs> toys to where we just get to fucking appear in every movie and everyone thinks you're the most badass fucking character. That's all it was. <laughs> she was there to fucking sell toys for the most part. I mean, granted, like I said, underutilized. She could have been way more than a, a selling point. But... Uh, it's just oh, it's just it's so frustrating. So I, I hope would to love, see it. I'd love yeah. to see that. How about you, uh, Cody? Is there anything like knowing when this time space is going to be taking place that you would like to kind of see covered? Well, I mean, like you guys said, the, how they amass their wealth, how they amass their power. I've read the aftermath books, or at least I've uh, started on the third one there, and they s- sort of briefly touch on that stuff of how the mm-hmm. first order started coming into being. But yeah, I really want to see that. I want to see you know what Skywalker did, you know, during these times, I want to see a little bit of him building up his uh, Jedi Academy up until the point it failed. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't ever consider that, but that would actually be yeah, uh, pretty easily to do considering the uh, position that Leia's in. Right. So even if we are just following uh, the resistance this whole time, you know, obviously Leia is still a very, very high power in that to where we're going to get a, Mm, I was gonna say we're gonna get appearances by Leia, but I think we will. I think we will. I think it'll be still like a, um, you know, with it being a voice actor. I mean, even like, you know, well, Anakin they, they have a, wasn't, they wasn't have a voice actor for Leia in Rebels, so mm-hmm. right. So maybe, yeah, maybe they will. Um, you know, feature Princess Leia in there. I, I would almost put money on it that we will see her. Um, we all can't be like Lendo Calrissian and be and or Anthony Daniels. And be able to, uh, you know, be and able to General Haldor, Haldor, Haldor. Yeah, yeah. I want to see more of her because apparently she's supposed to be a badass, and she got underutilized yeah. as well. <laughs> so we have Ace Platinum said, "Who asks? Have you guys ever watched Star Wars before? Nope, never seen it. Never nah, seen it. Nope, in life. Never. Please never. tell me more. Is it? Is that the one with the the, the garbage can?" Uh, you know uh, the garbage can little robot that goes around and beeps and boops. Is that is that the movie wait, he's talking about? Wait, I, I thought it was the one it's with the board. Tartar. The board? The, the square ship? Is that the one that goes exterminate? <laughs> <laughs> is this it? This is this is it, right, guys? No, I'm wrong. Okay. No, wait, 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 I thought it was this one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for sure. Um, and Cody, you touched the base on it very no, very didn't. briefly. Can't even do it now. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, with with Leia, if we if we touch back in Leia, right, we can see Luke Skywalker's backstory a little bit. You know, even if it's just for a touch and be able to see maybe a little bit more into her uh, her backstory. Uh, and I'm sorry, into Luke's backstory of like, hey, uh, how's you know how's Ben's training come? And just be able to get a little peek into the doors of the Jedi Temple would be fucking oh, yeah. awesome. That'd be, that'd be really, really cool. And of course, Ace, Ace Platinum says he's the only joke. And of course, we do, man, trust me, we love to joke around here. Hashtag get cocky. Let's fucking do it. it even so touching base with the solos, I mean, if you're doing a fighter pilot, you have to throw in the original scoundrel. I mean, come on. 
right? Han, one of the best pilots in the galaxy, liked to proclaim himself as the best. Uh, Luke, a good pilot. Um, ben, a good pilot. You know, yeah. so this show being based off of, um, you know, Filoni's interest in World War II aircraft, that's, you know, how are they going to tie that into it? You know, they, they feel that they've captured the excitement of uh, spacecrafts or, or high-speed racing uh, in, in this new anime style. So um, how's that going to tie into this, too? You know, what, what do you guys think on that? Are we thinking pod races? Are we thinking just, you know, some sweet space scenes like, like in Clone Wars? I'm hoping for yeah, some I... real good dog fights. Like, I'm sorry, that was one thing that really disappointed me in The Last Jedi is that, you know, that first scene where there's Poe Dameron and all those bombers and everything like that. I'm like, they're waiting there for chickens like to the slaughter. They're just flying straight ahead. They're not trying anything. Right. I wanted to see more dog fight. Like, the the uh, force awakens there was a great dogfight in that last little bit of him flying around inside that little tight space and everything yeah above maz's castle it was that i was gonna make reference to that yeah, if you weren't that's so, yeah that's a sweet dogfight scene he just flies around and takes out what like 10 12 tie fighters and stormtroopers oh, yeah. you know all together like he just yeah he went to town yeah i want to see more like that i mean poe dameron claims himself to be the best fighter pilot now and right. I want to see more of that, and you know him even training up this young person. Uh, young pilot, right? Yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a really good, uh, interesting, you know, concept. I do think it's going to be very, very more military heavy, um, you know. But knowing Floney, we always get those little, you know, tidbits from you know the Clone Wars and Rebels, and he always he always likes to hide these little things in, or you know, straight up just give cameos to other characters. So, you mm -hmm. know, could we see perhaps like, you know, now granted, I, no, I'm going to straight up tell you now, Ken, I haven't finished Rebels, right? So, um, oh, you know, how, I don't we can't know how talk about the last episodes. I know. Just wait. Oh, uh, but, the last you know, episodes are some of the best and like it propels everything I've forward. Seen, considering what I've seen, I mean, we could see someone like Chopper or Hera or, you know, any of these other, you know, Rebels characters or stuff, even so much as like, uh, you know, um, any character from really the Clone Wars and stuff. Maybe uh, I was going to say Sagarare, but I was like, nope, wait, he's dead. <laughs> Still we, can't, we, we can't even talk then. We can't even talk right now because I, the, I'm last sorry. Episode, uh, the last episode of Rebels really hints towards uh, a potential future for pretty much all of the cast of that show. So, wow. Okay. Um, well, one thing one I, I thing can't I get into it any more on. than that with you. One thing I do want to touch on when it comes to that cameo style is, uh, you know, the fact that, how, how do I word this? We could be seeing, you know, potential, um, fuck, I just totally lost my train of thought. Um, but I guess uh, one thing we could talk about, oh, that's what I was going to mention. Could we, is this going to be another Ezra moment, right? Is this going to be another, hey, we're going to follow this pilot and then he has ties to the force how much of the force are we really going to see in this film because besides luke and besides ray you know pretty much the force seems almost like you know and of course the jedi temple that luke's doing you know the the the, the force is pretty don't leveled out at the most part for this i'm sorry right. don't get the boy with the broom yeah but he's he wouldn't be alive <laughs> at this boy. point broom boy 
Broom Boy. No, um, get the broom again, boy. I, 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 again, Dave. I can't really speak to it with seeing the end of Rebels. Oh. So you got to you got to get on that. You got to watch Rebels. Dude, I, I've been meaning to. It's just it's so hard for me and Nicole to sit down and fucking watch together. Because if okay. I watch it with you don't her, have she'll to, kill me. Just watch it without her. Just go. Just <laughs> apologize. Just apologize to her. Tell her you're sorry. You love her. You know, it, it's it's worthy of a second watch, definitely. So, um, okay. I, I had sure. to watch it a couple of times to wrap my head around it. So, well, uh, and I think me and me and Ken have talked about it, and Cody, you briefed on it. Bri- uh, you you mentioned it briefly uh, at the start of the whole topic is the fact that we could be seeing a little more glimpse into Snoke's backstory as well, which I, hope I think so. we would all really appreciate. Um, you know, and again, I think that kind of ties into that. Where's the force for, uh, first order getting their power and wealth from and right. see now, a little more in that backstory of Snoke. While we know Dave Filoni can make a great story and everything too, we also got to remember, you know, much like rebels, much like clone wars, this is aimed towards the younger audiences. Granted, they kill characters off and everything like that throughout all of, you know, throughout both series. Um, do, do we think it's going to be more kid friendly than the past ones, or do we think they're going to keep track with that? You know, Filoni's one hell of a storyteller. I think we're going to have it's going to be just like the other shows. It's going to be primarily for a, a kid's viewing, but the context and the material is strong enough to where uh, an adult can watch it and get a uh, you know get enough out of it and then we'll have those little tidbits for pretty much the adult audience like you know I always make reference to the assassination of the one Rodian in Clone Wars when I was like holy shit you know like they literally just executed a guy on a fucking in a in a cartoon uh, on Disney you know what I mean so uh, it it should be interesting to see how they go about it but I I, I think it's going to be basically just as I said. I hope so, because like you guys said, this guy made, uh, I mean, I don't keep track so much as you guys, but he made the Avatar or the Last Airbender, which, oh my God, that show, if you actually watch with a political mindset, that show had so many nuances in there for people our age that were just insane. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I said, he's one hell of a storyteller, and he's able to take small groups of characters and really flesh them out, make stories that count towards both the overall story and then for those characters too. So Dave, watch rebels. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get and on. Get me the episode so I can watch them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. That's well, not I like think the last eight good... episodes saved on my DVR. So I've watched them every, every now <laughs> and then now. All right. Well, I think this would be a good time to move into our f- next topic. However, first let's go ahead and talk about our, uh, one of our sponsors. Of course it is the, uh, you know, Karma Stage downtown Pittsburgh uh, presents their halfway to Halloween Star Wars costume party on May the 4th featuring DJ Dara, uh, Dara. So if you guys are in the Pittsburgh area and you have nothing planned for May the 4th yet, this would be the time to do it. Uh, it's a 21 and over party. It's going to be $10, uh, I believe $20 at the door. I could be wrong about that. They just finished up pre, uh, pre-sale tickets. So head to the doors. Uh, they're going to be having a bunch of awesome fucking guests. Everyone from uh, DJ Dara, Get Nasty, Witness, Queen Beats, uh, Native Impulse, uh, and of course, the cocky cockpit will be there, uh, you know, running a bunch of awesome fucking cool games for uh, drink tickets on the line. 
in between each DJ, you know, come win a ticket, get yourself a cocky cocktail, if you know what I mean. Let's fucking do it. Hashtag get cocky. I'm going to be drunk off my ass. There you go. There's a game. Are you going to be in a Stormtrooper outfit? Uh, I will probably you have wear... the armor on? I'll probably have the armor on. I don't know if okay. I'll wear the helmet. Uh, I, I'll probably bring it and carry it, but, like, you know, I got a, I got a fucking appearance to keep up. You know, so what, what I mean? this is what you're going to end up throwing up in because you're going to get them cocky cocktails. <laughs> you got to have your puke bucket. <laughs> oh, no. They call, them buckets. So... They, they call their helmets buckets for a reason. So This is, this is fucking true. I, I'll tell you a quick story here. So the first time I ever wore my Stormtrooper armor was uh, for a Halloween party. And we went to Carson Street right there by Karma. And, uh, dude, I got we – I was fucking drunk. And it was the first time I was like, okay, I have to piss really bad. Now, you got to remember, in Stormtrooper armor, you can't even fucking sit down. And I was like, how the fuck am I going to piss? So, like, I did literally, like, like pull – this is great for, for all the video viewers, but I had to, like, pull the cod piece to the side and, like, pull my fucking spandex down and shit and get – oh, man. It was – and then I don't think I even got my pants up right. Oh, it was. That's it was how you fucking... get cocky right there. <laughs> oh man, it was a good fucking time though. So speaking of May the Fourth, what are you guys' plans? Do you guys have any big plans for May the Fourth? So obviously you guys know what I'm fucking doing. Uh, you know, we're, I'm gonna yeah, be absolutely. at Stage Karma. Fucking, uh, we're gonna be hosting a ton of awesome fucking games. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to give any any hints to those games because I feel like that would give players an unfair advantage. So, um, but let's just say we're doing the cocky cockpit, you know, fashion where it's going to be Star Wars and comedy together. Uh, and yeah, I'm going to be super drunk. And it was funny because I requested the May the fifth off. And uh, the week, well, the week the before, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I requested the, the next day off and I've already requested uh, for me and for me and Nicole's anniversary, we're going on vacation. So I requested the other first, the, the, the two Saturdays before that off. And my district manager calls me and she's like, Hey, um, so you're asking for three Saturdays off in a row. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, I was like, all right, fine. I don't need May the 5th off, but I definitely just need to come in later that day because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be feeling you know, it. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm not going to be feeling well or be able to look at the sun all that much. Uh, if you catch my drift and she just starts laughing. She's like, yeah, that's fine. If you want to come in at like 4 PM or something, that's fine with me. No, 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 it's a little half day. <laughs> and I was yeah, like, yeah, I was like, I'm going to, I told her, I was like, I'm just going to, you know, there's a, there's a costume star. There's a star Wars costume party. I'm going to, if you catch my drift, she's like, yeah, she goes, I totally get you. She goes, were you embarrassed to tell me that? And I was like, fuck no, you can't, you can't ever embarrass me. Yeah, that, that, that's <laughs> not the embarrassing part. <laughs> So, what are your guys' plans? You guys got any big plans for May the Fourth? I'm working. Uh, I might pop in a movie, you know, in that, uh, you know, in the evening. Just, you know, I'll pick one of the one of the many movies. Now, I know last year I watched Rogue One and just posted uh, little pictures and memes all day for, uh, for May the Fourth. That was my that was my May the Fourth last year. So, um, I, I, I'll, honestly, I'll probably tune into some of the uh, if you're from, like podcasting live or something i'll probably tune in for oh, some yeah, of that trust too. me i'm gonna be we're gonna be streaming the whole event irl yeah. here on twitch.tv 
Um, so if you guys want to see it go down and you want to see me make a fucking I'll probably, fool of myself, I'll probably tune in for some of it then, yeah. Definitely, you definitely need to. Again, that, that will start at 9 p.m., so definitely keep tuned in for that. How about you, Cody? You got anything big going down? Yeah, actually, I'm going to go to this thing called Brushes and Barstools. Um, I'm going to be drunk off my ass pretty much you, as well. I think I saw you, like, uh, RSVP for, like, something on Facebook for that. Yeah, yeah, I am. As, as far as I know, is it's basically you go to this painting studio. They give you all the supplies and everything like that. You bring your own booze, which means as much alcohol as you can carry, right? Uh, and then, <laughs> and then, they then some in the pocket through. in the flask. <laughs> no, no, as as in uh, you know this this one liter bottle full of rum, and then I'll have a two liter <laughs> bottle of coke with me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think we're gonna paint uh, like Starry Night. I think is the the, the name of it, but it's gonna have a Death Star right in the middle of it. <laughs> that sounds fucking awesome. Hi, Brenda. I'm I'm saying hi to Ken's <laughs> wife there. She's she's like, okay, I'm getting out of the picture now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but that's pretty much all my plans. Uh, you know, I was talking to, uh, the smugglers moon guys who were on last week and they were saying that they were thinking about just sitting down and watching like clone wars or something. So, you know, I don't know if I'll be able to necessarily do it on the fourth, but I think that'd be a, as good as ever, uh, time to watch, uh, the rest of rebels. I just got to finish the last season of it. Yeah. Yeah. Get that done, Dave. So we can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, you know, Cody, what do you got? What do you got for the table? Uh, for the table, I basically want to bring up a conversation with our viewers and stuff like that about lightsabers. You know, which one's your favorite? What do you like about them? What is the absolute worst design you've ever seen? Oh, okay. So this is different. We we I think one of our very f- maybe first or second uh, episode of the Cocky Cockpit podcast, we talked about like. If you were to design your own lightsaber, what would it look like? This is different. This is, you know, of the existing canon or uncanon, you know, of the existing uh, Legends. lightsabers in existence. What do we like? What we don't like? Okay, this is interesting. Uh, I'll let you start since you probably have something in mind. So, yeah, honestly... I love the simplicity of it, but I want to say it was Darth Bane. He didn't necessarily have a lightsaber. I believe they classed it as a light club. It was thicker, heavier, just more pound into somebody's ass. I, um, I think versus... I think me and his dick have some stuff in common there from from your description. <laughs> um, yeah, he was he was more about the power, but he could also bring a finesse to it. Versus like you know you see uh, Count Dooku, which was a very much dueling lightsaber with the curved hilt, and you know he was kind of a fairy dancing around with his lightsaber. Darth Bane was going to just overhand smack you right into the face. Um, and as far as my uh, the worst design. I gotta say, uh, from Rebels, that little floaty copter thing with the uh, the oh okay, uh, what were they it. called? Them? The Inquisitors. Yes, the Inquisitors. I uh, hate that lightsaber design. I'm just thinking, somebody stick a lightsaber right in there as it's spinning and watch it go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, that, I mean, there's there's some pretty good ones. Um, oh shit, my least favorite lightsaber. Um. Just because it's like doesn't 
doesn't really make sense in my mind, and I'm sure it could. Uh, like anytime you see like a whip lightsaber, I'm like, how the fuck does that work? Like it's it's hard enough it's hard enough to like take yourself out of reality enough to say, okay, light can literally extend and then stop as you know energy for as long as, like the length that you want it. But to be able to say, oh, and also it can bend and snap and swing around and stuff is, that's getting a little more hard to believe. So I'd probably say like anytime you see a lightsaber whip, um, my favorite, hmm. I mean, I was in fact, uh, infatuated with the Darth Maul lightsaber, but I'll go one bigger with that. And that's with his uh, uh, Savage Press from the Clone Wars. So he yeah. used... He dual wielded double sided lightsabers, which to me was like fucking mind blowing. Um, it's just so just to be able to take a double sided lightsaber and then dual wield them is just like some shit I would make up in Dungeons and Dragons or something like that. Wasn't there that uh, the character from uh, from Clone Wars that actually had four arms and would had four of those dual? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That guy too. Um, but I don't know if. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't know. I just, I just think the the sheer the sheer size though of Savage Press um, yeah. and the you know the ferocity and the power that he had uh, when he would go up against like Count Dooku or someone like that, dude. Like it was just fucking awesome to watch and just uh, it just it just got me, got me a heart on all, all night. <laughs> I'm sure Nicole enjoyed that. You can. There you go. Uh, for me, um, two of my favorite designs, uh, I, I like, I'll go classic, uh, prequel trilogy, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, just, I've always loved that hilt design, uh, blue lightsaber blade, uh, everything about it. Uh, you know, even McGregor, that character, it was just perfect. Um, the one from the Clone Wars and Rebels that I really like, um, the Darksaber. Yeah, the Mando, Ooh, yeah. The Mando okay. I really like that design. I like the look of it. Um, yeah, that's that's probably my favorite design. I like it's it's homage too. You know, it gets passed down from the leader generation to generation, whatever. You know, Sabine Wren ended up with it in Rebels, so um, I just I just enjoyed that. You know, I I enjoy that part of. Uh, um, of that, my least favorite, I probably have to go with the uh, same one as you, Cody. The, the Inquisitor one, it's retarded. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's, there, there's no, <laughs> it, it just doesn't make sense. Like he's trying to spin it around, and all you have to do is stab him in the hand, and boom, he's dropping it. You know, and, so and, and, uh, I think, what they use it to like glide a little bit, like no, yeah, that's yeah, that's, uses it to like cover can... down or whatever. He's holding it above his head. No, that's garbage. That's I, I think actually. <laughs> In one of the episodes, in one of the, in the late seasons of Rebels, they actually like something happens as far as that character goes. I'll have to go back and watch it, but like something happens as far as that character goes with that lightsaber because it just doesn't make sense, and I think they exploit that. Like they <laughs> like they end up figuring out it doesn't make sense, and then right. It's just interesting so, yeah, that, that you, that's you mentioned my least favorite. Um. I always really like lightsabers that have a lot of black on them, like a lot of like almost like they look like they have rubber. Like so, for example, like Darth Vader's. I remember yeah. going to um, it was my first ever Comic Con. It was the Pittsburgh Comic Con, which doesn't even exist anymore. I think the guys who used to run it, um, 
And the guys who used to run it now run, uh, what is it, Sci-Fi Valley Con all the way out in like mid uh, Pennsylvania. Um, but the, they had a panel where they were like, hey, come and learn how to build your own lightsaber. And I remember these like these girls up there talking like, oh, yeah, we just, you know, I built my lightsaber basically out of uh, hardware parts and like uh, like a, a Home Depot. And like the guy came over and just saw her like twisting shit together and like making a hilt. And he's like, do you need help with anything? And she's like, no, I'm building a lightsaber. Go away. You know? <laughs> so but I just see like really cool see Legos one time. time. You made them out of Legos? Oh, hell yeah. Like, I had all the Kinect Legos and everything like that. Like, it just looked beefy. The only thing I couldn't get is rounded edges all the way through. But, yeah, I made it out of Lego. It was pretty freaking awesome. So, we have, uh, I, I think it's you News. You News uh, in the comments says, um, if we're talking shit on villains, he wants to talk shit on uh, the governor lady, Price. <laughs> he says, that bitch was, she was terribly written. So, yeah, absolutely. Oh, Rebels? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she was bad. She just had the dumbest, and she had the dumbest fucking hair ever. I hate, I just. Dumb hair, just. And, and Dave, we can't even talk on Rebels right now because, like. I know, I'm sorry. You haven't seen the last I'm few sorry. episodes. But like her, her plan for the last few episodes was retarded too. So like she, she is, she's lame. I agree with the. Uh, <laughs> I agree with him there. <laughs> it's just oh yeah, uh, she she was horrible. What, what, any any uh, any other like honorable mentions for like best lightsabers in the, in the series? So like so I like so I would say I would say Darth Vader's is really fucking cool just because like I, again I love like all the black iconic. shit that's all on it. Yeah. yeah, it's very iconic. I mean, we have to we have to mention Luke Skywalker's. Luke Skywalker's right. at, at this point is just super iconic. Like just looking at that lightsaber, you know, it, it kind of gives you those like feels. It gives you the feels. Um, green, the green one or the blue one? Are we oh, I, I was going to say the, I was going to say the blue one, but either one will do. I mean, I, I love the I love the Jedi one just as much, uh, especially right. like the you know how the 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 hilt of it, like the the head. Uh, how it kind of like bends down and becomes like kind of orange in the middle. Uh, that that's really fucking cool. Your news also says I'm sure uh, I would have I would have more context and story if I read Thrawn, but fuck that shit. My brain is I can't concentrate for oh, that no. long. Thrawn is good. I like Ezra. Thrawn is good. Awesome. You gotta read it. Read Thrawn. Thrawn is good. Yes. You gotta read it. And the new one. I haven't read the Thrawn either. Been, I haven't read Thrawn yeah, either. Dave, you have Thrawn on your audiobooks from me. Read that shit. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. Um, he also says he likes Ezra's second lightsaber. I love myself some green lightsaber. Now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna straight up say I liked Ezra's first lightsaber. I like the idea of having like a stun gun, especially to see like him actually learn how to use it correctly um, after seeing Kanan use it. You know, where it was both like an offense and defense style fight. It just added like a whole nother perspective to it, and I think it was another like huge influence into my like whole like uh star uh, stormtrooper gone jedi like whole you know original content cosplay i do um so I, I really i did like that lightsaber i know a lot of people gave it shit but i i, I enjoyed that one i'm yeah. i'm indifferent with it so i didn't hate it i didn't didn't love it um you know i remember questioning it a little bit but you know, it's nothing, nothing. It wasn't as far fetched as the stupid spinny blade that the Inquisitor used. So, <laughs> what I do miss <laughs> though is, um, is from canon or not from canon, from Legends. There, uh, I don't want to say it's Legends. Uh, 
Luke's Shoto lightsaber, that short little lightsaber that he used for primarily defense, you know, it shows that these weapons were designed with thought, you know? Right. And that's uh, Ahsoka has the two sabers, the short one being a Shoto as well. Yep. Yeah, and with the with the with the the white white or like kind of clear oh, white rebels? blades. Yeah, the look of those, are, those are pretty are sexy sweet. too. It's not really like a blade design, but I just I, again I I always like to think back of um, Star Killer, right? Just like the way he holds his lightsaber. Yeah, the two blades holding them holding them upside down. Absolutely. Yeah, that was that was cool. Like you know, fighting style. But you know who else who would uh, uh you know. You know who else would have a lot of say about the uh, you know favorite lightsaber hilts and stuff like that? The San Diego Sabers uh, over in San Diego, they are a uh, you know saber um, fighting uh, kind of like. Isn't that class. that fighting school? Yeah, yeah, they they, yeah, they, have they like, do a bunch like of a cool school stuff. almost where you learn how to to fight with the yeah, lightsaber. They, they have like yeah. classes and and get-togethers and stuff like that. Well, it's founded by Steve Kirk, who's actually going to be running the Intergalacticon uh, convention out in San Diego. So that is going to be another one you guys won't want to miss. Um, you know, you guys got to let your inner geek fly. Come on out! It is a show for the fans. Um, you know, it's not about, I mean, yeah, it, they're going to have some really, really great guests and some really, really great panels. And of course the cocky cockpit, uh, will be there hosting, uh, the Skywalker feud, family feud, star Wars game with some awesome prizes on the line, but that's just not a convention. You're not going to want to miss. If you guys can make it out to the San Diego area, it's June 15th and 16th. Uh, you guys go to intergalacticon SD. That means San Diego, San Diego. Um, so intergalacticonsd.com to check out more details on Intergalacticon, or you guys can just, uh, you know, check out the, uh, San Diego Sabres podcast as well. Cause those guys are fucking awesome. And we will actually have Steve, Steve Kirk on the show May 5th. So may the, uh, you know, revenge of the fifth, that's going to be a fucking awesome time. Uh, again, I'll be there and we will be hashtag getting cocky. Uh, for the VIP party the night before. So I'm really excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see here. Year news. He wants to say, um, very Jedi of him. I think the, the non-lethal option for his lightsaber it really speaks to Ezra's character. One thing I don't like about Ezra is he starts uh, to go to the lightsabers, but then he just doesn't. Uh, they completely drop the storyline in favor of him continue, uh, becoming a wise beyond... Uh, beyond the wise of his years as a Jedi. Um, he says dark side, not lightsabers. Um, but yeah, I agree. All right, so um, yeah. let's go ahead and uh, let's move into our next topic. This one here, I was, uh, you know, you know, looking through YouTube and I saw a, uh, fuck, I, uh, movietheories.com? It's a YouTube channel. Yeah, you have theory. to excuse me. Yes, Movie Theory on YouTube. Those guys are awesome. Um, but he released a video that was really, really interesting. And I both agree and disagree on. So I wanted to kind of bring it to the table and see what you guys thought. And it's the fact that it's not Ryan Johnson. It's not Kathleen Kennedy. It's not all of these things that they did to The Last Jedi that is quote-unquote ruining Star Wars. It's us as fans making these crazy fan theories that is what's ruining The Last Jedi and, you know, ruining Star Wars for us, quote-unquote ruining. Um, so I wanted to bring that to you. 
Um, Kevin, do you want to do? Did you get a chance to watch the video at all? Um, I didn't get a chance to watch the video, but um, I understand the point. I've seen other videos, um, similar content, um, and I can't say that I disagree. Um, I know that there were a lot of fan theories bouncing around. A lot of people wanted this and that to happen in the Last Jedi before, well, before the movie came out, well before you know the first trailer even came out. So a lot of people took where J.J. Abrams left off and they wanted it to go this way or that way. And, and I don't want to say that it ruined it. Um, I think it ruined people's perception. Mm -hmm. Like, How about you, what Cody? was going to Did happen? I watched that video and absolutely loved everything that he explained with it. And I could see, you know, from the first time that I watched it is – yeah, all those fan theories were bouncing around in my head, but I, I went and I made sure I made that divide in my mind of, okay, this is not going to happen. Take it in for what it is. Absorb the movie. But it, it was almost in the last section. Um, I can't remember what he referred to it as, but it was someone's gun. And that was the part that oh, really struck yes. home was that, that's what they really did for me in that movie, though. They left all these unopened windows. Right. So what he's what he is referring to is, uh, you know, in classic films, when you are introduced to something like, for example, in their in their uh, example, they were they mentioned Breaking Bad. The reason people love Breaking Bad so much is because everything that they've made reference to in that, even as far as to the Roomba has some purpose into the story in some fashion. So, of course, we're introduced to Luke Skywalker being calling to her. Or, you know, we're being introduced to Snoke or Ray's, you know, lineage and what stands in that. And then for us to go into this next film and not get any of those answers after we've built this all up in our mind, you know, did we set ourselves up for disappointment? And, and, and again, us as fans, um, like I went in with an open mind thinking, all right, this is going to be... Like, I don't know where they're going to take this. I, you know, I read some of the fan theories and stuff. Um, of course, with any movie, as it gets closer to the release, you, you kind of try to avoid stuff like that. But, like, the early stuff, the stuff that, you know, wasn't, uh, it, it was just uh, not losing, losing train of thought here. Um, where, where the, so basically, basically, like, the stuff that, that came early. Mm -hmm. It just it needed to you know. I, I, I think there was a build up. Film. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think there was a build up that people expected certain things to happen. Like you said, Ray's lineage and stuff. I, I have a friend um, who you don't, constantly you don't mentioned that Ray was a Kenobi. You know, right. Ray Ray was a Kenobi. Ray, you know, yeah, Ray Ray is Kenobi's granddaughter somehow, and and, and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And, and like I think it just built it up to a point where. Uh, and, and, I, and I like Ryan Johnson's answer to it. Ray doesn't have to be somebody, uh, you know, from the from, you know, a character's canon that that's currently canon. You know, she doesn't have to be a Kenobi. So I, I get what they're trying to do as far as expanding it beyond. So, but um, I definitely think like fan theories, and, and, and not so much fan theories ruining the movie. Like I said, I enjoyed it. Um, for the most part, yeah, there were potholes, and we've discussed those before. Um, so, but it, as a whole, I still enjoyed the movie. Um, right. My problem, my problem with it, um, 
is fans' reaction to the movie now that it's been released and how negative that has been. I think that is what, you know, fans wanted it to be this way or that way. And because it wasn't, they hate it. They dislike it. Right. They blame Kathleen Kennedy. They blame Ryan Johnson. And I think that's where the negativity is coming from. Yeah. Um, you know, the build up to it. And then because they had these preconceived notions, it's just, you know, it, it's kind of gone, you know, it, it's definitely kind of soured. Like I, I don't like getting onto a lot of the chat sites and stuff anymore. And, and that's mostly what my like Facebook and Twitter feeds are now. So like, I don't do a lot of it just because it's, it's not as fun. People, you know, people that threaten a director because he made a movie and it, you know, wasn't what they wanted, you know, tough. We're finding out That's the Twitter poll and get it removed. Right. Mm-hmm. A, a petition that has, I think, over 150,000 signatures. Or, no, I'm sorry. It only has like 80, but they're aiming for 150,000 signatures. Uh, News also says, uh, great minds think alike. I think that it's... Uh, that this video is particularly right. Uh, we hold a standard too damn high. We come up with these theories and we're uh, and we won't budge. We want it to happen Very that spoiled. way, so that when we go to the opposite direction, we lose our shit. That's a, that's a, gr- a great way of putting it. So you know, obviously being in this position of you know podcasting and talking Star Wars literally ch- pretty much every week, especially at this this point, you know. I need to stay up to date with all these. So I, I look into these theories and stuff like that. And I like to be able to, you know, kind of think about these. And then, yeah, like there are theories that come out that really stick with me. And I'm like, that's, you know, I love that theory. I think that, I think they're dead on with that one. And, you know, you look at our prediction show and, you know, I made all of these freaking predictions and then I reach out to other Star Wars podcasters and they're like, honestly, like, yeah, I'll send you a few suggestions, you know, a few predictions but honestly it's like i've been trying to go into this pretty open-minded i don't really want to make a lot of whole predictions and it turns out like when i walked out of the film i was pretty on like you know in the middle i'm like i liked it but like there's a lot of parts that i didn't like and a lot of their decisions and i think it came down to the first time i saw that was like that's not at all how i would have done it and you know then i go and i talk to these other podcast guys and they're like um, you know, the guys who went into it very open-mindedly and, uh, because of that, you know, they, they Enjoyed were the guys coming, they came out of it and they're like, oh yeah, I loved it. And I'm like, wait, wait, yeah, you loved it? And they're like, yeah, I loved it. And I think that notion has something to do with it. The fact that I went into it expecting to see something, right. Mm-hmm. You know, but then again, at the same time, am I, is that my fault or is that, you know, JJ is that the whole JJ Abrams switching to Ryan Johnson and Ryan Johnson expecting to, you know, expected to pick up the loose ends of the what JJ laid and he doesn't, you know, and like you said with the whole gun theory, it's like we were introduced to all these like little open ends and we didn't get to see any of them. So when we get, you know, shit for answers, like, yeah, that's going to make us upset. I don't think it has anything to do with, you know, if. You know, uh, I think me and Ken were both on the same side. We're like, we'd be okay if uh, Ray was Kenobi or Ray was a Skywalker or if even Ray was like a Palpatine, some of like the more crazier theories. We were okay with that, you know, but the fact that like we weren't even given an answer kind of upset us. Um, and, you know, now that I've seen the DVD commentary and stuff like that and Ryan Johnson saying, hey, look, you know, R- you know, Ray went into this cave expecting an easy answer and didn't get it. 
you know, is not necessarily them saying like Ray is, you know, yeah, Kylo might have said, you know, you're nobody, your, your parents were drunks. But again, and again, this might be me making up fucking crazy fan theories and shit like that. Um, setting myself up for more failure. But to me, like, I feel like he's bullshitting her. I feel like we're going to go back. J.J. Abrams is going to try to fi finish up some of those, type some of those loose ends. Um, I, I, you know, I agree again, with that. I kind of hope they do, and I yeah. kind of hope they don't. Because, honestly, I took this as an outside opinion. And, uh, you know, trying to explain to my other half who's barely watched any Star Wars, you know, she knows what a Skywalker is. She knows what a lightsaber is, and that's about it. Is... You know, I was talking to her through it, and one of the things sounds she like, said sounds like some uh, sounds like some freaky shits going on in the bedroom. Then, well, you know, it's a <laughs> going on. But um, but what it boils down to is somebody that from the outside looks at to it, and you don't know how to explain it. Is somebody will say, "Well, it sounds like one family's just wrecked the whole fucking galaxy for 50, 70 years because they don't know how to keep their shit together." Yeah. Right. So we're we're talking about we're talking about fan theories and and Ken, I know you wanted to uh, talk about this, so I want to kind of move into it because uh, I think this would be a good, good time to do it. Is you know everyone's you know moving into fan theories, right? And everyone is pretty much um, because of those fan theories and stuff like that. Everyone, for the most part, and not to mention the the, the negative feedback that we've been getting from like changing producers and acting coaches and all these other things for the Han Solo film, but you're very positive moving into this Han Solo film. You think this is going to be an awesome film and where I'm more on the edge of it. Like, I don't know, you know, because again, I'm kind of saying to myself, here's the things that I want to see happen. And if those things don't happen, I'm not going to be satisfied with that movie. But we've already seen, we're going to see the Kessel Run. We're going to see how him and Chewbacca come together. We're going to see how him and Lando, you know, become things. We're going to see the winning of the... We're going to see Sabacc. The Sabacc game. I don't <laughs> think, like, and even just, like, the train scenes and shit like that we've seen from the trailers and stuff. Honestly, like, the more and more, not to mention, um, it came out news this week that Alden Ehrenreich straight up said, like, hey, you know... The whole BS shit of like, you know, um, you know, when Lord Miller, uh, Lord Miller were both, you know, tossed from this film that everyone gave him a, a ovation because they, they were kicked out. They, he was like, no, that's complete bullshit. You know, the only reason they were thrown off is because they weren't sticking to the script. And, you know, from so what I heard, they that, like to go off script a lot. And that that was right, a problem that Kathleen Kennedy and had. That's their kind and, I, of, and I understand that's kind of their that. directing style. Right. right. So knowing that this isn't this tr movie wasn't in trouble, you know, flashing red lights. It was just like, hey, this isn't the direction we want this to go. We're going to pull someone in who's going to play it a little more by the book. And knowing that now, you know, and then seeing like asking myself, what am I wanting to see going into this film? The more and more I get excited for it, because I'm like, I think it's going to hit everything. And it's going to have some kick-ass, you know, scenes like, you know, the car chasing that we're seeing, the fucking train scene. I think it's going to be a pretty fucking cool film, to be honest. A heist movie that uh, takes place in the Star Wars universe. I mean, it sounds kind of cool. Um, the, the, the parts that, that people want to see, I think, are parts that they've already kind of hinted that we're going to see. Like you said, the Kessel Run, Sabacc, um, you know, Han and Chewie, um, meeting uh, the one the one short trailer that i saw was actually titled han and chewy meet so like mm -hmm. i mean i think they're going to touch on some of this stuff and and that's why i think it's going to be a good movie um you got to go into it thinking that okay aiden Olenreich's 
he's not Harrison Ford. He's not going to go in trying to do a Harrison Ford impression. He's going to go in trying to be Han Solo. He's going to go in trying to... So, so I think it's it's going to be a different actor, yes. And he might have, you know, different mannerisms and stuff than, than Harrison Ford did. We also got to keep in mind, this is a young Han Solo. This was a cocky Han Solo. You know, cockier than, than what he was, you know, in episode four. Because he was also humble in episode four, too. So I'm, I'm thinking that Bitch, something maybe in this movie humbles him. <laughs> a, I just want that to be the theme song of this fucking song now. <laughs> Um, real quick, I just want to touch in on what, uh, you know, you news wanted to, to lay in some, um, you know, conversation about the, the whole last Jedi thing. He says, I'm fine with Ray being a nobody. I never prescribed to a theory on that, but Snoke was a huge surprise to me. And it was eh, on Kylo becoming the uh, big bad guy of the trilogy. He, uh, he's a good, uh, <clears throat> remarkable character and a good secondary villain. The one thing I hated about The Last Jedi was Hux. Force Awakens, I got a big, uh, I got big Hitler vibes. But I would have loved if Hux was the main villain. And uh, then they made him a big, bumbling idiot. And this was a huge waste of a quality actor. And he then he weighs in on um, on Solo. But just a real quick, I, I agree. I think that, Don, you know... Dominic Gleeson loves Hux, his character of Hux. <laughs> right. So, yeah. so I, I completely Dominic agree. Dominic Gleeson loves his says, character. He says he had he's pretty eh on solo, and he has expectations. Uh, he has no expectations on it. If it is good, uh, then it's good. If it's bad, who gives a crap? Is kind of his feel on it. So that's interesting. Like if if it's bad, he no one's gonna care. I don't I don't feel that way. I feel I feel like if if this film is bad, it you know it's gonna give a lot of uh, people who are down on the whole star wars last jedi train even it's just gonna more build. it's gonna keep it's gonna going throw more fuel on that fire the straw that breaks the camel's back if it is absolutely horrible i mean as many people did not like um the last jedi and I mean, i'm saying that from the guy that after my third time watching it i actually really enjoy watching it now to catch even more little tidbits and pieces in it but if they go south with it rather than the way they went with Rogue One, which Rogue One was a rousing success. I mean, you want to talk about a hard-on for a movie, Rogue One got me. Well, he, well, here, but here, okay, here, here's something, though, as far as Rogue One goes. Remember, what, half of that movie had turmoil in it as well, kind of like Solo did? They ended yep, up having agreed. to go in and reshoot the last, like, third of the movie. Like, everything from Scarif on in Rogue One was reshot. So, like, you got to think, sure, Solo has, Solo has had, you know, its ups and downs. So did Rogue One, and Rogue One is probably one of the best Star Wars movies that they put out. I'm thinking, yeah. I'm honestly thinking Solo's going to surprise us. So, and I'm going in with an open mind as far as Aiden uh, Audenreich being Han Solo. Um, I think Donald Glover's going to nail Lando. Uh, Chewbacca's, you know, in it, and, and I think, you know, part of the reason why they they even did away with the old canon and stuff was so they could bring Chewbacca back and introduce him in all these new stories and stuff. So, you know, he's a character that that's going to help make this movie more than 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 what everyone is building it up to be. You know, you know, a lot of people are saying, eh, if it's good, it's good. If it's crap, it's crap. I I, I, I seriously, I feel Solo is going to be good. Right. 
And uh, the, I don't you know, think it's going to sell. Uh, I don't think it's going to sell I'm, on I'm, levels of like the Force Awakens or Last Jedi. Oh yeah, but it's going to sure. be good. Not to mention, I mean, just in the the pure, you know, the the sell factor alone for what else is coming out this month, right? You have Avengers coming out weeks, but you know, about a month before it, you got Deadpool coming out. You and uh, I mean, there's some big heavy hitters big coming movies. out this month. You yeah. got Jurassic World so, just yeah. a few weeks after it, and you've got uh, right. Ant Man and the Wasp a few weeks after that. So I mean, it's right in the middle of of all these big releases. Right. So it's going to be interesting, like, if they continue to go with this May window, um, you know, with, say, Episode 9, um, you know, if they continue. Episode 9, they already said it was coming out in December next year. Oh, did they? Okay. So one thing I did want to touch on is I'm one of those people that I think one of the things that I'm not super sold on is Lando Calrissian, you know, played by Donald Glover. As, as I mentioned in last week's show, I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge Donald Glover fan. Um, you know, I've seen his comedy, his stand-up comedy is mediocre at best. You know, I've seen him act in a few things like park and rec and stuff like that, where he's okay. You know, he doesn't wow me. Um, but like, I haven't seen him in Atlanta and I hear people say like, dude, like Atlanta is like some of his best work and stuff like that. I've heard good stuff about Atlanta as well. Yes. But, you know, uh, for example, something I can weigh in a lot on is, you know, when I, when we see uh, Aaron and Ulrich, um play Han Solo and we go, ah, that's not, that's not Harrison Ford, right? It doesn't sound, he doesn't sound like Harrison Ford. And that's the thing is like, um, Ron Howard came out and said, he's like, hey, you know, that's, there's been a lot of speculation as to why the acting coach came into play back in the time because they wanted him to sound and act more like Harrison Ford when Ron Howard basically took him on, you know, took on the, the mantle. He's like, I don't want you to sound like, you know, uh, you know, I want you to be you. I want you to act like Han. I want you to be Han, but I don't need you to make an impression of, of Harrison Ford to do so. Right. Um, right. And I've read that interview with him too. And I thought that was a very good point as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you knew says, uh, let me grab it from my phone so I can read it a little better here. He says, everybody's still going to see episode nine. I feel like a lot of the hate is on, uh, is a jump on the bandwagon thing. Not, uh, not that they didn't like the movie, but all the hate is pretty unnecessary. Just your voice, uh, just voice your opinion and, but don't threaten or bash people. If Aaron, uh, if Aaron Wright plays, uh, pulls a Chris Pine and makes the character familiar yet his own, he'll knock it out of the park no pun intended um that, that didn't it. see that's Chris, my Chris mindset Pine. going into <laughs> solos i think i agree donald, with him there yeah donald glover is a better uh better as a serious actor atlanta was kind of funny but glover really soars with serious stuff so good to hear um i'm glad yeah i think that's the best way to do it like he said the same thing is we got to understand that these these characters are bigger than the actors, right? So if they came out and said tomorrow that they're going to be, you know, recasting Leia, I mean, I would be up, you know, I would be like, oh, you know, that's that's a Don't little, do that. you know, it sucks. But at the oh. same time, like I say to myself, you know, these characters are much larger than the actor. I, I mean, I would say that except for everyone, except for the big three, right? So, but we're already getting a replacement Han, you know what I mean? Like, I want to say replacement, but like a young Han. And I think we're all, all okay with the idea of like a Luke, young Luke or a young Leia, um, you know, but like... You Mark know, Hamill has how much younger you can go with Luke. He was supposed to be, what, 20? Right. Um, but... 
I don't know, maybe not recast the original three, but like if they were to come back and say, oh yeah, we recasted Daisy Ridley, would you be upset? It's just one of those things. I, I, it's like, that's a whole, it'd be a whole tangent and like a whole question or, you know, a whole topic for another night. But it is uh, just interesting to see um, and to, to kind of question and ask. Um, but we were talking briefly about the, the Kessel Run, of course. And uh, so I, uh, before we finish up tonight's show, I do want you guys to be the first participants of what we're going to be calling the Kessel Run. So one thing I really like in podcasts and shows is, uh, so for example, the San Diego Sabres guys, they always ask like a, like a trivia question at the start of the show. And then at the end of the show, they basically go around and see who got it right. I like that. Um, you know, I, I'm a big video game guy too. So I listen to Game Scoop from IGN and something they do at the end of their show is they play a game of 20 questions where they have to guess like the video game. So I wanted to do something very similar to that. So we're going to be playing Kessel Run. But first, before we do, I just want to talk about our last sponsor of the night. And that is the Three Rivers Comic Con. Um, this here is also in the Pittsburgh area in West Mifflin, PA at the... Um, oh shit, uh, Century 3 Mall. I always forget the name of that fucking mall just because it's pretty much like a, a death, you know, a deathbed at a this point. Bed. The only good store to go, the only the only good store in that mall nowadays is still like uh, you know, New Dimension Comics. They have an awesome shop there. But New Dimension Comics is running this show. It's Three Rivers Comic Con. It's uh, in West Mifflin at, again, the uh, um, Century 3 Mall. It's going to be May 19th and 20th. It's going to be another great show. Now, this show is for the... Oh, oh excuse me. Um, I totally just kind of closed out my OBS. Give me one sec here. Anyway, um, so yeah, this show is going to be awesome. Now, if you're a comic book fan or a toy collector, this is the show for you. You guys want to go to this show, uh, check out the list of guests over at threeriverscomiccon.com. Uh, and again, the cocky cockpit will be there playing Star Wars um, yeah, you know, playing Star Wars games and trivia. We'll be there with a booth. Um, and we're going to be playing Skywalker Feud there as well. So it's going to be awesome. Uh, I'd really appreciate if you guys would come out and support the show and tell them the, the, that the cocky cockpit sent you. And uh, again, come say hi at the table, guys. It's going to be a good time. Uh, we're going to have uh, some really cool things set up, including the Star Wars uh, Battlefront VR mission for you guys to play. So if you come by the uh, booth, you know, make a donation to the show and we're going to let you, you know, sit down and play a 20 minute long Star Wars Battlefront uh, VR mission where you sit in the cockpit of an X-Wing. So it's going to be a really cool and awesome thing. So definitely want to come and do that. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, fix my OBS real quick. I'll be right back within the minute and then we're going to go ahead and jump into the Kessel Run. All right, so let's get into the Kessel Run. So the way we're going to play the Kessel Run is I have a deck of uh, Star Wars trivia here. And uh, who wants to go first? So basically, Cody. the way this is, Ken is Ken going to go first? I said Cody. The way this is going to work is I'm going <laughs> to ask you. All right, we'll we'll we'll, we'll do this uh, we'll do this uh, a different way here. All right, so I'm going to ask you ten Star Wars questions. Um, well, I'll ask you more if I need to, but basically, as uh, I'm going to time you, and if you can answer, uh, I'm going to ask you. Star Wars question after Star Wars question. And once you hit 10, I'm going to stop the counter. So I'm going to time you to see how long it takes you to answer 10 Star Wars trivia questions at random. And oh, uh, we will post your time and keep a leaderboard. 
for that. So, and then uh, perhaps at the end of, uh, you know, the month or whatever, or maybe a couple months, then we'll do like a, like a prize or something. It'd be kind of cool. So, um, let's, uh, let's see here. Well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, since I got Ken to, well, let's start with Cody. Let's start with Cody. Since Cody was the last man to, uh, to start the the pod you know to uh get scheduled for this podcast yeah so i'm gonna get i'm gonna get my timer ready here and uh as soon as i start reading the first question i will go ahead and start the timer if you do not know the answer you can say pass and i'll go to straight to the next uh to the next question so but by in that time frame man that's some seconds on the clock so uh we will see how this goes are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Ready? Yep. How many digits does a multi-tangled Jedi Kit Fisto have on either hand? Kit Fisto, he has uh, six. He does not. Oh. Do you want to pass or you want to take another guess? Uh, I'll pass. I can't think of the answer. Okay. What Jedi slices uh, Darth Maul, uh, Darth Maul's double lightsaber in half? Uh, that'd be Obi Wan. Correct. What pilot during the escape up from Hoth manages to trick one Star Destroyer into colliding with another? Oh. What pilot during the escape from Hoth manages to trick one Star Destroyer into colliding with another? I don't know that one. I, I'm trying to replay that scene. It's not Han. You can, you can take guesses, but... Uh, I know it's not Han. The only other one I can think of is Wedge. Incorrect. I want to pass. I want to pass. Pass? Okay. Who discovered Princess Leia's discarded helmet on Endor? Who discovers Prince Leia's... Luke? Is that what you said? Yeah. Correct. All right. What city lead? Uh, what city leads Jar Jar's uh, Jar Jar Binks to exclaim, mm, "Dis and Loverly"? Uh, that, that's uh, Coruscant, right? No. No. It's on Naboo. No, on Naboo. It's not the Gungan city. It's got to be uh, the capital of uh, Naboo. I don't know the name of it. I'll give you it's Theed because it is a capital. Uh, yeah, it is right. Theed. What, according to Luke, is strong in my family? A force. Correct. What digenary is pl uh, pleased to announce the start of the executions in, in Geognos uh, Geognosis? Sorry. Oh, who is um... pleased? Who is pleased to start the uh, start the announcement? It's the Genos leader. Uh, I forget what his name is. It's uh, oh, what is his name? You want to pass? Yeah, we'll pass. I, I just don't know the guy's okay. name. What trophy does General Grievous take from his vanished Jedi foe and hang on his cape? Uh, he takes their lightsabers. Correct. That's five. Halfway there. What pilot claims it will be impossible to hit the Death Star's thermal exhaust port even for a computer? What pilot claims it would be impossible? 
it's Wedge, isn't it? Correct. What character's first words in A New Hope are, Hello there, come here, my little friend. Uh, Obi-Wan. Correct. What does the Trade Federation abbreviation MTT stand for? Uh, it's the Nemoidian Trade Federation. No. No? Uh, I don't know that one. Pass. Pass? All right. Yeah. How many digits does Yoda have on each hand? Three. Correct. What species is Rune uh, Hako? I don't even know who that is. Okay. How does <laughs> how does Anakin respond when asked, what do you think Padme would do if she was in your position? He gets pretty angry, doesn't he? Yeah, but what is his response? He says uh, I'm lying. I'm not good with line for line, man. I'm going to pass on that. Pass? Okay. What snow speeder pilot has the call sign Rogue 3? Uh, that's Wedge again. Yep, indeed. All right, that's nine. One last one to go. You're at four minutes and almost 30 seconds. What, oh, what's the first thing Anakin shows Padme in his room? C-3PO. first thing? Correct. And that is time. So four minutes and 41 seconds, 0.99. So I'm going to round that and just say four minutes and 41 seconds, and I'll put the 99 there just in case, because you never know. Never okay. know. <laughs> you never know. So I'm going to put these cards off to the side. Ken, are you ready? No, but let's do it. <laughs> All right. As soon as I start to read the first question, the timer will begin. All right. How, how many cone-shaped antennae sprout from Greedo's head? Two. Correct. Who is, waiting, uh, who is waiting to greet Darth Tyrannus upon his return from Geonosis? Darth Sidious. Correct. What character from The Phantom Menace de uh, definitely declares, I am a person? I'm a person. Pass. What character? Okay. Who leads the team assigned to deactivate the deflector shield protecting the second Death Star? Who leads the team? Han. Correct. What planet is the backdrop to Anakin and Padme's last embrace? Coruscant. No. It's not Mustafar, or is it? I don't know. Is Mustafar. It? Mustafar. Correct. Okay. <laughs> Who gives notice if you'll? This not must be, be an embrace me, now. Close... What's that? I said, yeah, this exactly. must be an embrace um, now. <laughs> they do hug. Um, who gives it? Who gives the notice? If you'll not be needing me, I'll close down for a while. C-3PO to Luke Skywalker, episode Correct. four. All right. What, uh, 
what youngster takes one look at R2-D2 and says, wow, a real astro droid. How did you get uh, so lucky? It's Anakin's friend. I can't remember what the kid's name is, though. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> what is Luke I can't remember told, the kid's name. Uh, it's Kitster. What is the Luke? Uh, what is Luke told he will be once Yoda dies? What is Luke told he will be once Yoda dies? The last of the Jedi. He will be. There we go. Who gives the order to execute the remaining ground staff during uh, during the re rebel retreat from Hoth? Who gives the order to execute? Uh, the remaining ground staff on the uh, during the rebel retreat from off. Darth Vader? Mm -hmm. Nope. Okay, I, I I know what the character is. I can't think of his name. Pass. Okay. Who starts his Death Star trench run by telling his wingmates, uh, "We're going in full throttle." Uh. Not Luke. Not Wedge. Is it, uh, is it Biggs? Nope. Mm. Pass. What planet had the Rebels used as a base before moving to the jungle moon of Yavin? Mm, before Yavin. Oh, geez. Briefly mentioned, pass. Okay. What color is Queen Amidala's gown during the celebration making the liberation, marking the liberation of Naboo? Red. Or gold. Nope. Nope. White. Correct. Okay. She wore all what three duo... in the first movie. <laughs> what duo Neil... Uh, to welcome the Emperor aboard the second Death Star. Repeat. What duo kneel to welcome the, the Emperor aboard the second Death Star? Two names. Uh, Darth Vader. Uh-huh. Um... Oh, I can't remember his name now. It's a tough one. It is. Oh. Pass? Yeah, let's pass. I, I, I remember Vader, and I can picture the guy. I just can't remember his name. <laughs> Who admits, my mentor told me everything about the Force, even the nature of the dark side. Uh, that would be Palpatine. Yes. Who asks a sputtering and smoking R2, why did you ever have to be so brave? C-3PO. Mm-hmm. One more to go. Who returns to a barely responsive Padme Amidala back on her ship? Obi-Wan. No? C-3PO. Correct. And that is time with... Five minutes and 16 seconds. So Cody actually won that one. So Cody is currently on the top of the leaderboards for the Kessel Run with 
four minutes and 41 seconds. I just want to go back. Was it Tarkin that was with uh, Vader? No, I don't think it was, it was Tarkin. Uh, yeah. Um, it was Jergeron, uh, Admiral or Moff, Marf Jergeron. Moff Jergeron. Hmm. Okay. It's one of those guys I can never remember his name either. Yeah, that's I I I, I was thinking I was like it's Moff something. It's not Tarkin because he wasn't in. He didn't make it past four. Oh yeah. So right. I knew it was Moff. I just couldn't remember his name. Awesome. So I'm going to actually make a leaderboard for this and post it on the cockycockpit.com. So feel free to check that out. 515, uh, that doesn't sound right. 515 doesn't sound right. It's 516. (laughs) Yeah, well, that doesn't sound right either. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's only one way to get a better score, and that is to make another appearance on the Cocky Cockpit podcast. So I'm sure you'll have another opportunity to do so uh, shortly here. Um, but let's go ahead and, uh, you know, wind down. Ken, uh, thank you so much for checking us out. Where can, uh, people check you out if they would want to hear more from Ken Hall? Um, they can check me out on, uh, Twitter, uh, Ricochet, H82. Um, mostly just Star Wars and, and Funko post at this point. So, uh, nothing too exciting. Cool. And uh, anything you wanna you wanna share to the to the scum? No, not not right now. Go see Solo. That's uh, <laughs> well. First, I mean, we're, 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 we'll break it down in order right now. Go see Avengers: Infinity War. Uh, go see Deadpool. Go see Solo. Go see Jurassic World Two. Uh, so, go, go see, see Ant Man. Go see movies. Get out of the house. <laughs> And Cody, this uh, is this your first time on the show? I believe it is, right? It's my second time. I was there for the taco challenge. That's right. But this is your first podcast. Yeah, this is my first podcast. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, man. And uh, for everyone who wants to check out more of Cody Duncan, where can they follow you? Um, basically here, this is the best place to find me. I'm pretty dead on social media because okay. I'm always playing with Luke, my son, and whatnot. Actually, uh, going to be enrolling him in Taekwondo, I hope. And I'm definitely going to give him a little bow staff and paint both ends red and tell him to go Darth Maul on somebody. <laughs> well, I know both you and Ken are part of the Facebook group over on the Cocky Cantina. So, um, you know, people can always, uh, you know, you know, have fun and uh, post other Star Wars awesome fucking memes and shit right there in the Cocky Cantina. I post Cantina. all kinds of memes there. So definitely uh, check that out. If you're not a, a member, be sure to go and uh, jump into that. And uh, you guys can follow the Cocky Cockpit on a bunch of different uh, forms of social media. Everything from Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube. You know, you can get all the links just by heading over to the Cocky, uh, excuse me, CockyCockpit.com. And uh, you can see all of our videos and everything right there, including the newly added uh, you know, Kessel Run Trivia leaderboard so uh guys i really do appreciate you coming out and uh you know may the force be with you this party may the force be with you stay cocky